Hi, and welcome to another episode of IoT This Week. I'm your host, Craig Smith, and this will be episode six, and it's July 30th, 2015. So before we get started, just a quick reminder that the show notes are at iotthisweek.com. So feel free to have a look at those. They have the topics. They also have links and so forth. Um, They also have the list of IoT-related articles that I actually talk about during the podcast. Um, And you can also uh, add comments and so forth to the uh, various podcasts. So be sure to uh, check that out. Okay, so for our first news story, um, it comes from NASA, actually. So it looks like NASA researchers have created uh, Wi-Fi-powered chips that uh, drastically increase the uh, battery life for wearables. So it was researchers at uh, NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab. So what they are working on is a Wi-Fi reflector chip um, that they say improves battery life and wearables by reducing the power needed to transmit or receive information to computers and cellular and Wi-Fi networks. So the chip actually uses existing wireless signals and then reflects that information back to a router or cell tower rather than the wearable um, generating the signal itself. And according to one of the designers at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, um, it not only drastically reduces power consumption but it also transmits the Wi-Fi signal three times faster than traditional Wi-Fi. So anyway, that's interesting from a, um, well, a technology standpoint because it's reflector instead of transmitting, but also if it's able to save power. And then for our next story, this is actually a study done by a uh, group called Tata Consultancy Services where they actually did a survey of 800 executives from uh, large multinational corporations from around the world to to have a look at the impact of IoT technologies on these different industries. So what they found was actually consistent with some of the other stories, uh, studies where the companies that TCS uh, surveyed found that You know, IoT is obviously a growing area with 12% of the companies planning to invest $100 million this year, and then with 3% expecting to invest more than a billion dollars. So the other interesting thing that came out of the study was that a majority, that 79% of the companies that they surveyed already use IoT technologies to track their customers, products, locations, wherever they conduct business or have supply chains. All right, so I thought the next article was pretty interesting. So it's it's a top 10 list of IoT applications. So, and it's not applications like Photoshop or something like that. It's actually applying IoT to say for like wearables, for example. So it looks like they update this top 10 list every quarter. So they've updated it for Q2 2015. So currently the top 10 IoT applications looks like this. So number one is wearables. Number two is smart city. Number three is smart home. Number four is industrial internet. Number five is smart grid. Number six is connected car. And of course we've all uh, seen some car news and hacking news um, as of late. Number seven is connected health. Number eight is smart farming. Number nine is smart retail. 
And number 10 is smart supply chain. And then last but not least is the latest IoT research report that we've conducted. And this one was on smartwatches. So just a few um, numbers or statistics out of that uh, research report. And actually you can find the link to that research report in the list of IoT-related articles that I mentioned that are in the show notes on uh, iotthisweek.com. So definitely take a look at that, um, where we took a took a holistic look at smartwatches, applying the uh, OWASP Internet of Things top 10 to it, um, and did the research on it. So here are just a few numbers that, we came, that came out of the uh, study. So 70% of watch firmware was transmitted without encryption. So that's a tad better than some of the other previous research reports we've seen where it was basically none of the firmware was being transmitted or none, or all of the tra- all of the firmware was being transmitted uh, without encryption. So three in 10 watches and their um, mobile applications were vulnerable to account harvesting. So again, I think this is something we mentioned in previous podcasts. So account harvesting, that's weak passwords, no account lockout and account enumeration. So a couple other numbers, 50% of tested devices offer the ability to implement a screen lock. So it was actually only two of the 10 um, smartwatches that we tested actually had a screen lock. But after some updates and so forth during the research project, that actually number actually went up to 50%. So it was actually good to see that screen lock was being applied to a few more phone or a few more smartwatches um, during the research. So right now it's up to, to the 10 watches we tested, it's up to like 50%. So two in 10 devices um, in a stolen smartwatch scenario. Um, and this was something that was a little um, surprising. So two in 10 of those devices, you know, if the smartwatch had been stolen or whatever, could be paired with an attacker's smartphone in addition to already being paired to the owner's smartphone. So Normally what should happen is if somebody else tries to pair a smartwatch to a different phone, it should obviously reset and wipe that uh, smartwatch and then start all over. But anyway, these particular two watches did not do that. So again, have a look at this report. Um, There's also on the link in the IoT-related article that's on the show notes, there's also the previous two reports that we conducted at that uh, same link. So have a look at those if you haven't seen them before. Okay, so let's talk a bit of security then. So as I mentioned earlier, there's been some uh, car hacking in the news of late during the last week and a half or so. And actually there's just another article that came out in relation to GM cars. So the first hack was against um, Chrysler cars. And then this next hack is actually involves GM cars. So it's not so much against the car itself, like in the Chrysler um, hack, but it still involves GM cars. So so in the GM cars, the uh, someone created a device to actually capture somehow, no, then they haven't disclosed yet, but somehow they capture the communication between the mobile application and OnStar servers to actually take control um, of that service and, and then they're actually able to lake, locate the GM car, unlock the GM car, or actually start the GM car. So like, like I said, they haven't disclosed exactly how they do this, um, but again, the link's in the show notes. 
There's actually a video where the guy does a little um, teaser of what he did. Um, but the good news is that GM is actually working with the person who discovered this vulnerability, and they are actually looking to fix it. But apparently right now the advice until they fix it is to actually just not use the GM OnStar remote app. So that should be interesting to see how this all plays out and see how quickly um, GM actually fixes the uh, vulnerability. And then, of course, the other car hacking story has to do with the uh, Chrysler Jeep vehicles where the researchers were able to basically get access to the car via the cellular network and actually were able to rewrite some of the rewrite and upload some of the car's firmware and then actually take control of the car and do us and do various nasty things with it. So I believe they're set to disclose that during black hat, black hat or DEF CON next week. And I know from the news stories, it looks like uh, Chrysler's already got a fix out there. They've done like a recall for a million and a half um, Chrysler Jeeps to uh, get this fixed. So yeah, a little scary on the uh, car hacking front. So the next security uh, news article comes from uh, Bluecoat, where they're trying to actually put together an ecosystem of endpoint detection and response. And it's called um, Alliance Ecosystem. So basically what they're trying to do, they're trying to take all these different endpoint detection um, applications like, for example, from Bit9, Carbon Black, Counterattack, Digital Guardian, etc., and kind of put them all under one roof. So normally you've got all these different endpoint detection applications or whatever going on as part of like smartphones and tablets and watches and other things that are connected to enterprise networks. So instead of getting like just all this um, different data from these um, different varying endpoints, like I said, they're trying to put it all under, collect it all under under one roof, and then give the customer just basically like a you know one view into everything that's going on on their endpoint. So it's pretty interesting to see how that works out if they're able to collect all that data into one spot and you know make it where it's um, valuable to customers, and then you know obviously make it where it's actionable. And then the last bit of security news comes from Intel and Honeywell, where they've actually teamed up to try to bolster security for, you know, IoT for industrial applications. So that should be interesting to see how that works out with those two combining to uh, try to make the industrial sector a bit more secure when it comes to IoT. Now, the one thing I hope they do better, um, and I don't know if you guys saw this in the news, but Honeywell actually had pretty serious vulnerability with one of their, um, I think their home controllers, their tuxedo controllers, uh, where there was like a pretty severe remote remote vulnerability that was present in it. So hopefully they do, they do a little better on the uh, infrastructure side than they did with the um, home IoT market. And then just a couple of mentions on conferences. Since we're about to close out July, actually these conferences are in the first week of August. So of course those are black hat um, as I mentioned earlier, and DEF CON. So there's also the IoT Internet of Things in Las Vegas on August 6th through the 9th. And then I just wanted to mention once again that the Internet of Things event site, which is iotevents.org, has uh, numerous 
um, IoT conference and so forth that uh, folks might be interested in. So for sure, have a look at that uh, site to see if there's anything that might interest you as far as uh, IoT conferences go. And then just a quick mention of some training that I mentioned in an earlier podcast as far as learning about I the Internet of Things. So the Exelta, A-X-E-L-T-A, so they're going to have some online IoT trainings that I actually signed up for. So it's like a three to five end-to-end -end training course, which looks like it would be pretty interesting. So I'll probably be taking that at the end of August at some point. So have a look at that. Um, then also, if you're going to be at uh, DEF CON or Black Hat, You've probably already signed up for your classes um, or know what you're going to take. So DEFCON 23 has actually got the IoT Hacking Village, which will be interesting. And then, of course, there's a couple of classes at Black Hat as far as IoT goes that look interesting. The Embedded Device Security Assessments for the rest of us and the Offensive Internet of Things, the Exploitation. Now, a site that I had in my news feed, which actually um, I meant to mention a couple weeks ago, which might be interesting. So there's a site called IoT Analytics. So it just says, just exactly what it says. It just has some various analytics on as far as IoT goes. So like one of the ones they had a couple of weeks ago was like the top smart cities and so forth. So definitely have a look at that site if you're like into different analytics and so forth um, as far as it goes with uh, IoT. And then on the talks and presentations front, again, these are kind of a repeat from the last podcast, but it's, they're still worth mentioning. So you're going to uh, DEF CON, so my buddy Daniel Daniel Mesa will be speaking at DEF CON 2015 uh, about IoT, and then he'll also be speaking at HUSEC CON in October in Houston, and Greg Patton, who's one of my co-workers, he'll be speaking at Houston Tech Fest on mobile security on September 12th, then Ray Kelly, who's another one of my co-workers, he'll be speaking at RSA Asia on july 22nd which that's actually already happened so sorry about that uh, but he'll actually be speaking at appsec usa on september 22nd and that talk will be called modifying the android os for mobile application testing and then the last thing for this week's podcast something i want to try and add each week uh, because We've been looking for a good site that has uh, various conferences and their call for papers dates. So we kind of found one, which is, it's called the wikicfp.org, I believe. Um, but they seem to have, or they seem to be missing some of the other like conferences. They have a lot of academic conferences, but they seem to be missing conferences like, um, like HUSETCon and some of those types of conferences like Black Hat and so forth. Um, so what we're what I'm going to try to do is see if I can put together just doing some manual research, um, some IoT um, conferences that are coming up that we'll likely may, might be interested in, and people who might be wanting to submit uh, papers to those conferences for talks, presentations, and so forth. So the one I was able to come up with in a few minutes, I, a few minutes of research I did this week, it's called IoT Security. And it's actually in Boston on September 22nd through the 23rd. And it looks like from the website, unless their website hasn't been updated um, in the last week or so, it looks like they've still got um, the option to submit papers for that particular conference if anyone's interested in uh, submitting to that particular one. But anyway, I'll see what, each week I'll see what I can dig up and then I'll add um, 
other conferences that I found that uh, the call for papers deadline hasn't expired. So look forward to that. So that is the podcast for this week. There likely won't be one for next week since I'll be at Black Hat and DEF CON all week. But for sure, the following week, there should be tons of interesting things to add to the podcast, um, given that there seems to be quite a bit of activity going on on the vulnerability front, as always, um, during Black Hat and DEF CON. So look forward to that. Um, Again, if you want to submit comments uh, as far as the podcast goes, feel free to go to iotthisweek.com and just add your comment in there. But other than that, um, that's it for this week, and have a great week. Thanks.